This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hey, Chris. Boy, we got a busy show today. Yeah, we got some stuff <laughs> to talk about. We got some stuff to talk about. As opposed to, to last week's uh, uh, interruption fest, but that's okay. That, yeah, that that's happens, right. kids. That, that, that edited out relatively well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely set the, um, the the YouTube video stream to parental advisory recommended, though. There was a fair bit of coarse language in that episode that didn't make it into the show. <laughs> you can't really blame the four-year-old. <laughs> no, the good news is Zachary is back in the house. He's, he's on the mend. So um, he's in a much better place than he was a week ago. So that's good. Very, very good. Mm. Um, just a programming note for everybody. Uh, mm. Next couple of weeks, it's probably going to be dicey for uh, actual podcasts happening due to my schedule. Aha, uh-huh. it's ramping up again, eh? Yes. So, we might be able to squeeze them in. We may not. So, just uh, let you everybody know. Enjoy this one for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I might be able to go solo and do a quick update on things or something. Bum, bum, bum. I've tried Maybe. doing solo, folks. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm anticipating it will be pretty difficult as well. But uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how easy a podcast is when you have somebody to bounce off of. And then mm-hmm. when they're not there, it's like you're speaking into a vacuum and you just see yep. them closing in on you and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just start uh, wrapping things up. You basically start playing yourself off stage really quickly, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not waiting for pauses or anything. You just like start talking and talking and talking and talking. I don't know how these guys do it on uh, radio shows where they're the no. the sole voice. It's it's an art it's form. No doubt about it. It's the same as uh, our friend Nick Baldridge from the the Four Amusement Only podcast. He did it for like 400 episodes, and and mm-hmm. it's kind of I don't know. He does it. it. It's tough. Anyhow, I'm sure you get used to it eventually. I think you do. You get used to the sound of your own voice. That being said, I don't want to get used to that. So anyway, no. if, if Jared has a go at it, uh, I encourage you all to listen, but uh, cut him some it'll slack. It'll probably be a train wreck, so it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, let's uh, let's dive in. Um, we're going to get into uh, controversial subject matter. We rarely get into that kind of thing. We're going to save that for later. But uh, first yeah. off, we're going to get into the good stuff, which is uh, I did some homework this week. Well, Ooh. actually, today. Uh, <laughs> um, but regarding, That's still this week. That's fine. This week. Yes, it is this week. Um, regarding Pinball FX3, I decided, Ooh. hey, there's got to be some footage out there of, of everything that's going on. And not only that, but they released the trailer for what Jaws is going to look like. Yeah. So from that digging around, I wound up finding screenshots from E.T., Jaws, and Back to the Future, which I hadn't seen before. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, after looking at all three of them, and don't worry, folks, if you go to the website, blockadepinball.com, you will uh, find links to the images that we're talking about. Um, But of the three, E.T. definitely is looking like the weakest, Mm -hmm. uh, just visually. And Back to the Future is looking pretty cool. You know what I love? We'll go into the details about the playfield first, but just at first glance, I love all the exposed wiring on it. It mm-hmm, looks exactly. like the DeLorean, right? They really got a nice job. Yeah, absolutely yeah. does. And not only that, in this particular screen image, um, I guess it's during multi-ball, but there yeah. are flame trails all over the table. Oh, so good! <laughs> this yeah, is gonna be which fun. is 
so which is really cool. Um, and it just in general, it looks like a pinball machine. Yeah, um, it looks like something so, you could pull off in real life. Yeah. right? This yeah, is I mean, other than the about Zen, right? Like at the moment, they're going less sort of for the fantasy sort of feel, or at least for the mechanics of the table, and they're making it so you could theoretically build these, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I unfortunately I didn't do my homework well enough to find out. It's three different designers for all three oh, tables, so we're getting okay. kind of a, a a mix. It's not like sometimes where it's all three tables are by the same guy. Um, yeah, that's but, good. Uh, I think it's good actually mixing them up. There was a it is. another podcast that I think had both um, Mike from Farsight and Mel um, from um, Zen on it in the one billing. Oh, nice. And, I think I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it yet, but um, I really want to because um, I think there's a lot of information about Zen in it and their sort of direction with this pack. So I've really got to set aside some time to listen to it. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, if I remember. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of interesting to find out that uh, Zen throughout the years, you know, they used to have to fight and scratch to get licenses. And they said now they're kind of having to turn them away or, or they're being sought out, I should say. And so this was a case of mm-hmm. Universal seeking them out and saying, hey, we've got a whole collection of really great licenses. How about it? Um, yeah. uh, again, the, so if you watch the if you watch the trailer for uh, Jaws on Pinball FX3, you'll immediately notice that it ain't the music. Um, yeah, and that was a big um, point of contention, wasn't it? I know that yeah. on Pimple Arcade fans forum, they went, "What? There's no Jaws theme." Mm. Yeah, and of the three tables, though, this is the one that needs the theme the most. It does, but I think. Do you think if it was just the Jaws dun 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 dun, dun sort of theme over and over again, that would actually get pretty tiresome? Well, no, you use that very sparingly because just think about oh, it. In, in the suspenseful acts, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, in the movie, it's not like it was constantly playing. There's a whole, you know, it's John Williams. I mean, the guy knows how to score a movie. So there's yeah. lots of other music other than the dun-dun-dun. That only signaled that the shark was coming. So Yeah, true. Yeah, it uh, is a well-scored film, I, I have to admit. Yeah, it's a yeah, shame. But um, again, big money, right? So... <laughs> big, big money. Well, yeah, so there's no... And this goes for all three of them. It's uh, no origin or... Yeah, no original music uh, or soundtrack music and no voices. And yeah. I've already read that it's hit and misses on the voices as Zen is wont to do. <laughs> now, is this like hit and miss on the old Marty McFly, uh, good old <laughs> good voice that they always love to butcher in all these uh, Back to the Future um, things? I mean, I, 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 I really yeah. don't know. I mean, all I have to do is I just point to, uh, you know, just look at Alien versus Predator. And that's what I call the bad voices. Where it's just oh, really oh, yeah, hideous voice acting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty so pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, and there was there was a, there was a one Star Wars table where the Han Solo was just so off. Yeah, uh, it was it, to be laughable. But um, so with the Jaws table, you're getting Quint, and you're getting uh, you're well. I know for sure you're getting Quint. Who you're not getting is you're not getting Martin Brody. So it's like yeah. they went, went see ya to the main character right off the bat. But um, as predicted, as me and J- uh, Jared predicted last time, yep, it's the pop-up fins. There's three uh, three trails for the pop-up You've fins. You've got to have the pop-up fins. You've got to have them. Yeah. Um, one interesting aspect that I saw with the table is there's something that tilts the table side to side. Um, I don't know if it's when you send out the buoys it's and the on it or whatever. Yeah, it's a mission. But it's that, a mission. Yeah. I, it I, I, according to this article. 
Yeah, it changes the trajectory of the ball. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Very um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's as if the whole table is rocking side to side and you're having to, uh, I mean, that's going to just throw the physics all over the map, which Absolutely, is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, like you know, the, the whole table, if you have a look at the environment, it is actually on a boat. So mm-hmm. that actually plays in really well to that environment. They're actually using the environments as part of the gameplay aspect in this table, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and and they also did this kind of interesting wraparound. We call it in the film business a psych. Uh, but at the back of the play field, it's, it's curved. So it's like it's one continuous yeah. uh, image of the horizon. It looks like a diorama sort of mm-hmm. background. Yeah, it looks really mm-hmm. good. And so, they've got the um, they've got like a tower, the lighthouse tower, sort of inbuilt into the cabinet. So it's not like on the playfield; it's sort of like sticking out of the background. Yeah. So it, it's got this. Even without three D, the table's got this really big idea of three D depth in it. And I've also noticed that um, the the back of the playfield, if you look at a traditional pinball machine. This thing's deep as anything. Like, I'm actually having a look at the pictures zoomed in, and the the playfield itself looks almost at the same level as the environment deck in the picture. Like, if you have a look and zoomed in, it actually looks like it's on the same plane yeah. as the, the deck of the ship. It's that deep into the back of the, the, the back box with all the stuff sticking up. So it's, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff happening in the back there. Another thing that I was able to notice from the trailer, and this is indicative of what they're doing with uh, Pinball FX3 in general, is the lighting. Um, there was oh, a, yeah. a certain mode where the whole table goes uh, dark, and it's a, a flashlight beaming around. Uh, yes. On the, and it just looks really cool. I saw that in the video. I went, oh, that's going to be interesting to see how they do that on um, Android. They usually do environmental lighting pretty well on Android. Yeah. Which I'm kind of happy about, but... Yeah, on imagine that in um, VR. Whoa, jeez. Mm-hmm. These tables, I think, are going to lend themselves super well to VR. Um, there's going to be a lot of good fun happening here, for sure. Um, now, also in me looking around for stuff regarding this, I came across a YouTube video. Um, mm-hmm. It's a 40-minute long video. And it's uh, basically somebody that has early access to Pinball FX3. And the only table they got clearance to show was uh, Sorcerer's, uh, Sorcerer's Lair. Lair. Um, mm. Which, I mean, we've all seen to death. <laughs> so there yeah, was nothing we really new to that. look at with regards to the table other than the lighting looked phenomenal. Oh. Um, and again, it's playing, it's, it's much more shadowed. There's shadows. Yep. There's... Uh, you can see the effects happening on the ball. Um, it's darker. Uh, so, I mean, and when, you know, there's moments on that table where the lights pretty much go out, especially like when you lose the ball and it's a complete blackout and only the, the insert lights are, are popping. Yeah. Um, and you compare that to just playing it in pinball effects too. And immediately you'll see the difference. Uh, yeah. So, right. Again, it, and th- that particular player, he hates ball trails. So he turned them off and it just, I think I'm going to have to start turning the belt rails off. I've always left them on. Uh, but, man, it, it really makes the table just look phenomenal. Oh, does it? With them off? With them off because it just becomes real pinball. Or I shouldn't yeah. say real pinball, but more like uh, TPA is. Yeah, okay. Um, but the other thing that he did in this, and this is where we're going to kind of, I'm going to kind of walk you through. And, again, you're more than half willing to, uh, more than able, excuse me as I fudge up some words. Um mm. 
to look up the YouTube video yourself. But hey, if you don't want to, that's what I'm here for. Um, one yeah. thing he did, he went through the new uh, user interface and was kind of showing that off. Yeah, and it's it is different than Pinball FX two, but it's not wildly different. It's basically yeah. much more refined. Um, and honed in. The first thing you'll notice is just the table selection page. So remember last week when I read off the different table packs? Mm -hmm. Well, they've clumped them in this. So think of a column, uh, columns, and at the top it would say like Zen, and then next to it it says Universal, next to that it says Marvel, and next to that it says Star Wars. And it's a single column. You'll see like four tables. But if you click on Zen, that column expands and shows all the tables that are just Zen tables mm. on star wars it expands and then it's all the star wars tables so it's a much yeah. cleaner way and you're no longer because with pinball effects 2 the grid of tables was the images were getting smaller and smaller and smaller so yeah. they could fit it all in on the same page and this allows you to have them nice and big and you can you know just go by theme and real quickly select you should uh, have seen them on mobile mate <laughs> oh, oh man, man. <laughs> they had to, they, that's when they started making subfolders for all these mm-hmm. games because it was just getting ridiculous and that's yeah, really so this interesting. Is taking the folders idea, uh, but making it even quicker to zoom. access through. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a zoom context. And it's really interesting. I tried a launcher on Android the other day that used exactly that same concept. It had all of your apps on one screen. You only have one screen in this launcher. They were all little tiny tiles, but as you move your finger over them, they, they zoomed into view. Mm-hmm. So you could actually see exactly what they were. Um, and that kind of drove me insane on Android, but on this, because it's grouped by category and you can see the category is sort of relatively clearly, that will work quite well. Um, from there, uh, we kind of get a taste of, of uh, what's different. So you have the uh, classic single player, as they call it, and that's basically what we all know and love. Mm. This version. And then there's the single player. Now, the single player opens up a whole new aspect to this game, and that is that you can now do table upgrades. Um, oh. And when I say table upgrades, that means that you can... Uh, there's what are called wizard powers, and then there's passive upgrades. Uh, wizard powers are activated by... Well, on a PS4 uh, controller, it's by pushing the triangle. But I believe it's in-game. It'll all of a sudden activate, uh, you know, like 20 seconds of whatever uh, on the table. Um, so if it's, you know, you need a, a quick boost of points, basically, you push that. And uh, think of it kind of like launching the smart missile on uh, yeah. Jurassic Park. Collects anything lit, basically, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's just a quick bonus boost. But then what you got with the passive upgrades is that over time, basically, you're earning uh, experience points and stars and stuff like that. And so what it will do is, uh, if you activate some of these upgrades, it's all of a sudden you're getting more points out of the bot bumpers, or you're getting uh. more points if you successfully do combos in a certain amount of speed. Um, it will allow you to like maybe always nail the skill shot. Um, and you have right. to earn these upgrades, but you can then apply them. And it, it, it's... It's kind of cool because, again, it's not becoming mandatory in the game. You still can play the regular uh, single-player, classic single-player, and you're going to have Which a leaderboard. Be the leaderboard. That would be the but leaderboard then, to classic single-player, right? But then yeah. there's going to be also a leaderboards for this upgrade. Oh, okay. So it's That's going to be interesting to see 
how they're going to rank people based on the um, the effects and in-game things that they've got activated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so within, uh, when you go into the single player that has the upgrades available, there's also, uh, so you're earning XP every time you play. Mm-hmm. And now you actually will be earning XP also just in the regular, but the... You're earning it, but you're not being able to apply it, you might say. So it's kind of cool that no matter what mode you're playing in, you're still going to be earning XP for ah. uh, for getting upgrades later. Um, That's cool. But then you're also still being able to collect your super score. And then there's a wizard score that you're also going to be uh, collecting on. Mm. But then there's also, lots of layers. Oh, lots of layers. But then there's also challenges. And so there's like a one ball challenge, which is getting the highest score on one ball. There's the five-minute challenge, which is getting the highest score within five minutes. And then there's a uh, survival challenge, which is uh, you're beating an increasing score targets. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know if it's like a progressive or maybe it's actively what's going on in the community or something like that. But uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't able to, to quite figure out that out. Um, but with each of these challenges, you're trying to unlock stars and... I'm not sure if it's once you like they had it set up for 15 stars and I'm not sure if you unlock 15 stars that then also introduces a new challenge, you know, for single ball or whatever. It's hard mm. to tell off the video because the guy hadn't opened up anything yet. Um, yeah, he was. And he also didn't have his PS4 connected to the Internet um, as oh. he termed it. Well, he termed it because uh, I guess he gets a lot of these advanced previews of games and he doesn't yeah. want anybody either him accidentally sharing it or anybody maybe being able to hack in and see, or even just read the title that he's playing. Cause on like PS4, it'll show, you know, you look up your friends and it'll show what they're playing. Oh um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, he didn't have it co- connected to the internet. So that was kind of blocking some of the, the other aspects that could have possibly. In a, right. Um, mm-hmm. Something else that you can play is practice mode where for one hour you have unlimited ball saves. Oh, and so that's kind of cool if you're just interested in trying to get through the table. The game. The yeah. Game. Yeah. It's all the modes, which would be fantastic because there's been sometimes where. Like aliens, you know, for example, right? Well, I'm thinking Iron Man. I've only ever gotten to the uh, the wizard mode twice. And it twice. was brutal trying to get there. And it's so frustrating when you're so close. <laughs> so, in other words, they're giving you glass off mode. Pretty um, much. Yeah, that's cool. That's actually yeah. great because then you can you can see the game first and then you can switch it off and start to actually challenge yourself to get there. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's all very, oh. very cool. This is um, all lining up to be a pretty amazing um, release, FX3. Let's hope some of these is. dribble into the mobile platforms, which I think is inevitable. Uh, just maybe yeah. take some time. And so then the last thing that I noticed with the uh, within the whole user interface is that there is, um, I'm not sure wonder what section, but it's a subsection of it, and it's basically showing all your progress, you might say. Hmm. And so listed across the, you know, the tabs that you can hit upon are summary, friends, table mastery, trophies, and customization. So if you start with like customization, there is the ability to earn and unlock what they call frames and backgrounds. And I'm not quite okay. sure exactly what these are, other than the frame is like goes around a picture. I'm assuming that that is around your user uh, avatar. Avatar, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the background would necessarily be for, if it's just part of your uh, your interface menu, what the background looks like, or if it's for public viewing. 
but I'm not quite sure. Um, trophies, these are not just the trophies that you we've seen that you can earn in game on you know for each table. This is now achievements. Um, oh. So it's you know you were able to score X amount in this amount of time, or you've played uh, this many tournaments, or you know it's so it's it's the classic Steam achievements or Xbox achievements. It's you know that whole laundry list of achievements that you can go through just for playing different different modes. And I think it's really cool because it encourages you to do uh, different aspects with the game. Um, and if you're one of those people who likes to collect <laughs> all of that manner of stuff. Yep. Um, then there is the table mastery uh, tab. And from there, it shows your progress. Uh, there's basically four symbols that they're showing. There's a, uh, a star, a, like a, a ribbon, which is your trophies. So like the star, there's zero out of 90 that you can collect. I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, the ribbon, there's 20 out of 20 that you can collect for, and it's basically your trophies that you're earning. Um, then there's the upgrades that are, uh, it was showing a zero out of a 90, so 90 <laughs> points of upgrades you can go. And then there was the mastery points or XP, and they had like zero out of 200 listed. Um, so that's a whole chart that you can check out. Uh, friends, because he wasn't online, it didn't show anything about your friends. But I imagine it's going to show you a lot of this information regarding them. You know, maybe what they played most, or if they're currently in game. Who knows? Was kind mm. of cool right there. And then the one that I really found interesting, and he only like quickly paused the the video to read it, and there was a whole section to scroll down so that he didn't scroll through it to show everything. But it was the table summary, so it shows like tables owned, trophies unlocked. Mastery points, mastery rewards, uh, best matchup result, uh, super score, wizard score, upgrades leveled up. So it's a real wow. quick, easy visual statistics, reference. Statistics everywhere. Right. Um, so it's some of these things we're actually kind of familiar with with regards to what TPA did with their UI, but this is really easy. Take it to the next level. It's quick. And you know and what? It sounds like yeah. on the whole statistics thing. You know how Zen were actually going into the esports arena? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that the the level of statistics you're seeing now in, in FX3 is paving the way or complementing that um, moving forward because that's generally, if you're a pro player in esports, that's exactly the sort of information you want um, when you're trying to look at what a player is doing. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's why they're actually going deep into stats now. You're right. Is, I didn't even think about the esports aspect, and I think you're mm-hmm. full on correct because they do esports yeah. on mobile. Um, yeah, they do. They've got an esports specif- uh, special app for yeah. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think this is the beginning of competitive, like ranked Zen's playing. Uh-huh. Pretty much like what they do on all the other games. Like I think Infinite Mini Golf has very much this sort of thing as well. Yeah. So I think what they're trying to do is basically make these ready-made for esports, um, which is a smart move because it's huge business. Yeah. So mm. anyway, that's all pretty cool. Um, something that I think we completely missed, <laughs> and a lot of people are kind of going, hmm. Um, so of the tables that we listed uh, last time about the are coming over and aren't coming over to Pinball FX3, one table mm. we completely skipped over was Super League Soccer. Oh, really football. And yeah, right. I get why, because you could purchase actual licensed, licensed teams. Ones. Yeah. But there was the generic Zen team, which is the one I bought, which is the one I bought. And yeah. you're not playing. I mean, other than I'm saying 
you're playing a particular country, but it's not uh, logoed or anything else like that. No. What I get. So I'm really kind of surprised that we don't have Super League in there. I like Super League a lot. I love it too. It's a great game. Like it's it is. It's a combo city, and I love the upper playfield. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's actually it. It was our stopgap for our World Cup Soccer '94. Sorry, Challenge yeah. Championship <laughs> <laughs> Soccer '94 until we actually got it, and it's still superior because of those moving goals. They're really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm re- so I'm really surprised because that's a completely original table on their part. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of wondering if they're just in the works, you know, because it wasn't announced that it wasn't. It wasn't announced that it is. So it's kind of mm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Here's hoping that they put it in because I really do like that table. Mm. Um, so. so yeah, anyway, there's lots of exciting stuff regarding Zen. They're trickling out information. I imagine. Uh, next week or the week after, we'll see footage of Back to the Future. And I would think once we see that, uh, you'll probably expect the release within two weeks after that. I would think so, yeah. Um, Definitely. So they said late summer, early fall. It's, you know, <laughs> summer's winding down, fall's about to be here. Uh, so, yeah. It's coming out for sure. It's coming out really soon. Um, okay, that's what we had to deal with, the the happy yay news. Yay. The other news... That's some yuck news. Oh, my God. Okay. So, a very famous pinball designer by the name of John Trudeau uh, this past week got arrested. Uh, Police showed up to his house, FBI, seized his computers because the man had child porn on there. Yeah. Which is a truly despicable, hideous thing. Hard. It's absolutely horrid and, uh, you know, I just... He, he's a brown spot on the human uh, race. That's all I can say. And uh, yes, people are like, well, hey, he hasn't been proven guilty yet or not. And this is true. He hasn't. Um, yeah. But also, typically, people don't go raid in your house with a warrant and confiscate computers. <laughs> and that have, you. that have allegedly a whole pile of kiddie porn on it. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, allegedly, if this is the case, then yeah, he's screwed. So, so anyway, <laughs> um, what has happened though is now people are going, oh, but what about his machines? And what about so, his machines? And so, specifically, <laughs> specifically in uh, on the Pimble Arcade forums. People are going, oh, does that mean we're not going to get Ghostbusters in, in Stern Pinball app? You know, they probably shouldn't put it in. And there, I've read elsewhere where people are like, oh, I'm now selling my tables and, oh, I can't believe I, don't, I wouldn't want nothing to do with, you know, these tables. And so I was asked for a response on uh, Twitter about this, and I gave the short version. And the short right. version was basically, uh, yeah, this guy can go, go ahead and rot and die in a prison cell. Mm. Um, but in terms of the machines themselves, he was part of a team. Yeah, they were separated and from all this. It, it's 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 not like there was kitty porn on the pinball machines, folks. Correct. Um, exactly. And, exactly the point. And the by and large, most of the public, and and this was me too. Uh, the only reason why I knew that Trudeau had done Ghostbusters was because that's what everybody kept on saying, and I was like. Mm. I honestly can't name any of his tables. So I looked them up. Hmm. Listen to this just partial list. And uh, okay. tell me if you're going to start stop playing any of these folks. 
So yeah. Ghostbusters is the most recent. I think he's actually got one in the pipes at uh, Stern right now. Mm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sure what that is. Uh, so Ghostbusters, WWE, Mustang. Then uh, an oft-requested table in uh, Pinball Arcade, Congo. Uh, there's the Flintstones, mm-hmm. Judge Dredd, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Black Rose, Bride of Pinbot. Um, he did Bugs Bunny's Birthday Bash, which, you know, that can, yeah, I don't need to play that one. Um, <laughs> I can go pro- with him to the cell, so he has to play it every day. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, also very prolific with Gottlieb. He did um, see Silver Slugger, Deadly Weapon, which was a knockoff of Lethal Weapon. He did all mm-hmm. those knockoff premier tables. Uh, Caribbean Cruise, uh, TX Sector, Robo War, Excalibur, Victory, uh, Monte Carlo, Spring Break, Hollywood Heat, Rock Encore, Raven, Genesis, Gold Wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a massive list. Mm-hmm. And again, fine, he was the table designer but he didn't work on it it's not like it's his own artwork you know what i mean Uh, he's not the sole person responsible for any of these things and that's where i kind of you know you got to draw your a line obviously for yourself of what you find acceptable but think about the rock bands that you listen to think about the movie stars that you watch Um, yeah i guarantee you that there's something that you like that probably has a despicable past in it. Shoot. Think about Roman Polanski films. And, you know, here's a guy that has been, uh, fled the United States in the 1970s, I believe, Mm -hmm. and has been pleading to go back in because he was basically caught with statutory rape. Um, and yet people still adore and love his movies. Hmm. Yeah, because they've, again, people have actually applied some logic to it and go, he's a director in that role, and then in his private life, he does this. So, but but what I'm saying is, is in his a director of a film usually is a much more personal piece of art. I mean, it's almost oh, like being a painter. Um, again, you are working on a team, but a director is you've got the final say. You've got the final say, and it it bears your thumbprint explicitly. Mm. Um, with a pinball machine, the design which we're talking about is, you know, the flow of the table. Yeah, that's right. The shots um, is a little. It's a little less of a thumbprint than the artwork that you're staring at, uh, or the the uh, code that it, the table is running. So, mm. I don't know. It's, it's again, I'm not, uh, I'm not affected by the machines because I, pr- I can judge them by and by and large by themselves. Mm. Um, but I do find it interesting that people are just like, oh, that's it. I'm dumping my Ghostbusters. Okay, well, I'll have it. So <laughs> send it in my way. Make sure like, if, you're really gonna, if you really hate him that much, you shouldn't get much profit from it. So make sure you sell it to me for at least $1,000. <laughs> well, that's sense. the other thing. Is uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but a pinball designer is not getting residuals off any table sales. Um, I'm not sure. Depends on the contract, I guess. Probably, but if you go back, um, you know any of the any of the uh, Bally Williams tables are long since gone. Since if there was profit sharing, that he'd be earning profits because they're not making the tables. Well, you know the it's now on the dissolved. private market, right? Yeah, the no, exactly. it's like buying UCDs. Mm-hmm. You know, the artist isn't yeah. getting any money from the UCD sale. Uh, That's right. So, yeah. yeah, he's not making any benefit out of it. So. 
I don't know. Look, it's it's a strange. People do react in different ways when they hear news like this, and most of the time it's because of sheer disgust, and that's right. fine, and that's valid. But, oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, there, it comes a time that we need to actually go, okay, I'm disgusted by this behavior, but this is a this is a commercial product that I'm using. This is a piece of design and a piece of art and a piece of everything. Yeah. Does this require me to actually get rid of this? Like what, what do I need to do to make myself feel better about it? Hate the guy. Don't hate the art. Like don't hate his art form. Maybe is the the thing to um, say here. Anyway, if you go over to Penn side, there's like at last count today, there was 26 pages devoted to. Oh, I dare say there wouldn't be, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty right amazing. Like I said, this, this, it's only a week old worth of news. And um, it's already got 26 people, uh, 26 pages with the people going uh, with their social commentary about it all. Yeah, that's good. yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of Penn side, so, I've been hmm. doing some some work on um on pinside not really work but um adding lots and lots of locations um to um the pin map oh um, okay on on pinside now so for those who don't know pinside have a pinball map and it's global so you can actually add locations anywhere now this is different to pinballmap.com which is only for the US oh, okay um, the, the reason why I've gone down this path is I tried to contact um, pinballmap.com and get Australia added to their map because it's all API-driven. Mm-hmm. And it basically puts, the way they do it, they put a layer on top of Google Maps and allow you to add metadata about the location to it. So, for example, Netherworld will have a Google Maps listing and then this extra map layer on top allows you to put machine names, um, condition, all that sort of stuff on top. And all they would need to do is turn on Australia in their API. Okay. And um, I, from what I've heard on the Australian forums, they have no interest in doing that. They're basically just US only and the rest of the world is dead to them. Um, <laughs> so, which is a shame because their system is really slick and they have an app for both Android and iOS. Um, so I thought, well, what's an alternative? And I went, well, this pin map seems to be pretty pretty decent on pin side. So I'm going to focus my efforts on updating that. And... Um, I did all the, we have this list in the Brisbane Pinball Club, basically. It's a Facebook post that just gets constantly edited with all new location changes and machine lineups at the location. I thought, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this manually when there's services out there that can do it? Now, the thing that's interesting about this is that um, pinballmap.com and the the other one um, is the same sort of thing, but done kind of differently. Um, and while I'm talking, I just have to give some medicine to Zachary. Yep, yep. To, yeah. Um, so th- th- that whole um, thing is one of those things where people go, you know what? I can do this better. Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do um, another site. It's going to have all this cool stuff in it. Rather than going, why don't we just do? Um, yeah. Why do we do the same thing over and over again? Um, when we could just like concentrate our efforts on doing one and do it right. Yeah. You know, because then you've got pinball map with its own database and its own condition list. Then you've got pin, uh, you've got the, um, the pin side forum with its own set of data. You know, this is what frustrates me as, you know, as a product manager and a product owner, I go, why don't we just work together and make <laughs> one thing 
that everyone can use. It has an open source API and you can just do it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those bugbears I get when I see people doing the same thing over and over again. But the good thing about it is I've gone and I've um, done the update now and everything is good. We've got heaps of new locations on the map in, in Brisbane and the Gold Coast and even as far up as Warwick because there's a couple of little roadside places that have some pinball machines. So go and check it out if you are in Australia, in Brisbane, and um, keep it up to date yourself because it's user-contributed. Anyone with a Pinside account can go in there and add and remove locations. And um, it's worth doing. See, the real trick is to get those actual locations to change it themselves. So that oh, absolutely. As, so that as soon as there's a change, they, they update it. Um, so who knows? Maybe yeah. it's one of those things that uh, you should let each location know, hey, you're up now. It's really easy to, you know, when you get a new machine, do it. go ahead and pop in, make the quick edit, and away you go. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to. Because it is um, self-service, anyone can go in there and do it. And really, yeah. venues should be doing it themselves. Yeah. They should be going in there and keeping their own own house in order, really. Yep. Um, I agree. Like That should be something that they do as part of their, their marketing campaign, really. Yeah, so you did the heavy lifting. Now they can, uh, you know, just do the easy stuff. Exactly. Um, speaking of speaking of easy stuff, uh, here in America we've got Labor Day weekend. So yay oh, for the yeah. holiday! And there in Australia, you've got Father's Day going on right now. Yeah, it's it's happening. I've had my pancakes and ice cream this morning. Uh, so good, and <laughs> um, and I'm now very full and in a bit of a pancake coma. So uh, fantastic. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Uh, Put a pin in it. Uh, <laughs> um, stop right here. Nice, short, sweet, uh, compact episode of The Blockade. Hey, folks, follow us on Twitter. The show is at Blockade. Or you can follow Jared at Jared Morgs. I am at Shut Your Traps. There's also the uh, website to go to, Pinball Arcade. Pinball Arcade. God, I do that all the time, don't I? Uh, BlockadePinball.com. <laughs> There's where you can find past shows as well as show notes and website linkage, which, as I said at the beginning of this show, would be handy because we've got links to the very things we were talking about. And then you could put visual to the audio. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel, which we use to record the sessions. So if you want to see uh, the unedited um, version of the podcast and our faces. Uh, and our talking t-shirts. To and our t-shirts. <laughs> That's right. Go on there and check it out and uh, leave us some comments if you like it. But For instance, Jared, Jared today is wearing a, uh, what did you got there? You got a Coast to Coast pinball shirt on of the very first iteration, the Heather Red Coast to Coast Five Balls is Cheating shirt. There you go. Um, and today, today I am wearing a uh, a Earth Element, Water Element, uh, Fire Element, Wind Element, and Lilu Element, Fifth Element t-shirt. <laughs> That's pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah, we never mentioned the uh, the YouTube. Because uh, we, we don't really, we don't synchronize the, I, I've never gone in and synchronized the, the titles of the shows to the, the website, which I probably should do yeah. um, to keep everything in sync. Yeah, it's probably a, use it as like a second. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you never get a chance to do. It's more of a recording medium for us rather than really the, the sort of polished version of the show. But it's there and True um, you, can, you can go and check it out. And I'll say also, uh, I always, right before we record on Twitter, I post a link to our session. You're more than willing to click on that, and you can watch us record live when we're doing That's that. Right. It's uh, typically in the U.S., 
we're typically recording on Saturdays at about 3 p.m. Uh, mm. in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere. That winds up being a Sunday in the mm. morning. At around 8-ish normally in the morning. Yeah. So anyway, so those are breakfast ways. Bring your cornflakes. Bring your cornflakes along and sit down and watch a bit of Blackade in the morning if you're yeah, exactly. Okay, folks. So until next time, which, uh, like I said, not quite sure when that might be. It might be as long as uh, three weeks away, or we might squeeze in some Sunday sessions. I'm not sure. But anyway, until then, thank you so much for listening. Leave us comments. Uh, oh, yeah. Or uh, email. Blah, blah, blah. At gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, drop us a line there, and we'd love to respond. Okay. So until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.